0: before you know it, something that you were personally interested in has led you down another path with people that you have a common interest. Mm -hmm. So it just even makes the relationship at the end of the day, that's what this whole thing is about. It makes it more pure. It makes it more genuine, uh, if you will. And then from there, potentially you can either learn from one another, there's opportunities for you to potentially partner with one another, or maybe that person has really been looking to get into the US real estate market. Welcome to the Lessons in Real Estate Show, bringing you information directly from industry leaders in multifamily and commercial real estate. Each week, Anthony Pinto interviews top multifamily experts and digs into the hard lessons learned on their pathways to success. We get real to give you a more comprehensive picture and help you avoid pitfalls others won't tell you about. You'll learn about raising money, growing your portfolio, and attracting investors to your cause. And now your host, Anthony Pinto.
1: Are you in the military, interested, but don't know how to get started in real estate investing? I get it. I was in the exact same boat, but I have good news for you. We have content made just for you. You head over to our website at PintoCapitalInvestments.com. You can hear about how I made the decision to start buying investment properties, literally hundreds of feet underwater on a submarine. That's PintoCapitalInvestments.com. But you're here for the show, so let's get into it. Hey, learners, and welcome to another edition of the Lessons in Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Anthony Pinto, and today we are joined by a good friend, a fellow overseas investor, Billy Keels, Sorry, Billy Keels. Welcome to the show.
0: Anthony, really, uh, really excited to, to be here and looking forward to talking about something that's close, uh, really close to the two of
1: our hearts and, uh, and a lot of other people, which is this long-distance concept. Absolutely, absolutely. So a little bit about Billy. He is a best-selling author, speaker, educator, and a long distance investor, as we said, and he is also the founder of KeePon. And um, you know, we, we had a conversation probably what, two months ago, um, yep. talking about, about kind of our common threads with investing overseas. So I kind of really want to dig into that side of your kind of real estate investment um, experience. But tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into real estate and, and where you are now.
0: Sure. Um, so I am a guy who is originally from the Midwest of the United States. I've uh, been very fortunate in terms of having parents that love me, told me to always go uh, and, and kind of do things that they never had a chance to do. Uh, that took me on a path, which uh, being from Columbus, Ohio, I never thought I would actually leave the state of Ohio, much less have a chance to uh, work and travel throughout some 86 countries, um, 58 of those by the time I was 27. So that was pretty, uh, pretty amazing, really changed my life changed the the scope of what I thought was uh, possible, and so then once those types of things happen, you then begin to see the world in a different way. And so one thing led to the next. Uh, there was a great opportunity to um, to to live in France. I uh, made the most of that opportunity. I took a one year sabbatical. Uh, from there, had an opportunity to move to uh, the south of France. Uh, from there, ended up working for a uh, an IT company in hardware. Uh, ended up meeting a really nice, cute Spanish woman. And uh, in the meantime, I moved to Italy. I came back to France and then uh, I've been here in Barcelona, Spain since uh, 2005 um, and pretty much got into real estate like a lot of people because after 2000, I had a really big uh, crash in my own own personal portfolio. Then again in 2008. And my parents always told me, you know, if something happens once, uh, shame on them. If it happens twice, shame on you. And so after that, I was really looking for some new opportunities. Came across this little purple book that many people that you have served spoken to have uh, read, which was "Rich Dad Poor Dad." Uh, that put that planted a seed in my mind. And after uh, looking at new opportunities, uh, I realized that this was something that I wanted to take advantage of. And really, the initial uh, thoughts were to invest here locally in Barcelona, Spain. But I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more how we got into uh, the long distance. But really got into real estate investing out of some pain in terms of not being able to have real control over my own portfolio. One of the things that is happening, depending on when you're watching or listening, that is happening in the world right now. I mean, people are just getting wiped out and I, I got tired of that happening to me. So uh, I found a new opportunity and, and so far so good.
1: Excellent. Yeah, and I, and I feel like that's a common theme for a lot of entrepreneurs in general is wanting to take their control back of their life and other assets and other own finances and, and real estate seems to be a, a common thread to be able to uh, fulfill that, that control and get it back, you know, take more of, you know control back in your life. So uh, that's, yep. that's interesting because I kind of, I feel the same, the same way as well. You know, I, I work, yeah. a, work in a, we're going 2 job and you know, it's, it's interesting what we, what we do here in the Navy, but, and there's mm-hmm. just something about not having control, you know, over my daily life, right. You know, having to, go overseas or having to go underway um or having you know in the case of finance having someone else control my finances like what's happening yeah. in the stock market it's a scary thought and uh, it's a really scary thought and um yeah so I completely understand in that regard so yeah. I, I, I kind of want to hit on your traveling a little bit because I think it's really interesting mm-hmm. as uh, when did you when you right out of college right you started traveling around Right out of
0: college. Yeah. I mean, up until college, I I really, my last year of college uh, is when I finally got my U.S. passport. So I'd never had a passport up until then. And my last year of college, it was my fourth year. I decided I wanted to add a a, a fifth major. And so I had an opportunity to either go to Puebla, Mexico, Mm -hmm. which was uh, the... Where I went to university, which was Miami University in southwest of Ohio, Mm -hmm. there was a program that went there to Puebla at the time. And there was another opportunity through the University of Michigan or the University of Virginia, excuse me, uh, University of Virginia to study overseas in Spain. And so took the opportunity to do that in 1996 and um, 1995, uh, 1995, 1996 school year. And um, and made the most of that. And, and and went to yeah I had a chance to to go to Europe and it was pretty amazing uh, to have my passport at that point in my life and then after that I had a great uh, role right out of college based in St. Louis Missouri and gave the opportunity to really travel the world and that just completely shifted my paradigm everything that I thought was possible uh, shifted at that point in time because I was doing things that I never ever
1: ever imagined I'd be able to do. Oh absolutely and and <clears throat> I I've try to travel as much as you can while we're over here in Japan, but it's just getting out of your comfort zone and traveling away from your home area, you know, where you've been for, you know, decades, I think really gives you a new perspective and a fresh perspective on, on life and the world and how, how globally we connected we really are and how, how really connected we are as people, you know, whether you're in Asia or, or America, and I think it's, I think it's, um I think it's really special to, for everyone to try and experience something like that, to really get, it gives you a certain appreciation for other people's cultures, right? And and, and a tolerance at the, a tolerance at the very least, or much yep. at the highest, you know, appreciation and understanding of other cultures. So I, I think that's amazing that you're able to do that. So so why why Spain? Why why did you pick that that place?
0: Well, Spain actually kind of picked me because the uh, the the woman that I met in France happened to be Spanish and happened to be from Barcelona. And as our relationship evolved, uh, it made sense for either me to come here to Spain or for her to come back to France, where the two of us met. And, and really glad that made that decision because living here in in Barcelona, Spain is just uh, it, it's phenomenal, uh, even in spite of a lot of the things that are happening around the world today. It's happening here in in Barcelona as well. Uh, it is a place that I absolutely love living. So perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how, so that's how I love, I guess is what uh, made me come back to Spain uh, many years later.
1: Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, cool. Well, so I kind of, I know your time is limited, so I want to really get into the, the investing side that you're doing specifically from overseas and and from um, Europe. Uh, You have built a brand and a company around being able to, um, I guess use European investors or kind of uh, teach and educate European investors about the real estate market back in the United States and, and have them invest in that market. So how have, how have you built out that business? And, you know, you have any tips for anyone who may be overseas, like we are, who want to get into real estate, but obviously, you know, they're thousands of of miles away and they don't really know where to start.
0: Yeah. So I wish I could tell you I had this massive, elaborate plan and it was a strategic plan and I was executing it step by step by step. Um, but look, we, we we know one another, we like one another. So let me just share with everybody else, right? It was, it really started out as something that was, it was really internal based, right? Because I'd had those experiences in the stock market and I personally was looking for something to, to solve my problem, Right? And so whenever you have a problem, you you look to solve that problem and then as you 're solving that problem, you begin to run into challenges and then you have the option of either to overcome those challenges or to succumb to those challenges and so every time I ran into a roadblock, the idea was to figure out okay, how do I overcome this roadblock how do I overcome the next roadblock and through that process, there was learning that started to take place and then when I went from Actually, the theory to actually putting my own capital behind my first deal, behind my second deal, behind my third deal, um, it it started to I started to build up a, a level of of expertise, and really just sharing with my friends that were here in Barcelona initially, and then in other places in Spain, I would share with them what I was learning because I was all excited, I was all geeked out about it, and you know I wanted to tell them about it, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: as I was telling them. I wasn't aware of it at the time but you know you'd start talking about things that you love that you're passionate about that you started seeing positive results from that you've overcome challenges from and as you share that you get questions and i was answering those questions but more because it was really something cool that was happening to me and 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 i remember and and i it's one of those things that really sticks with me because really in over a span of about three months i had three different really close friends as i was explaining this to them that the conversation with me explaining they said well, Hey, you know, I'm really interested in, I'd be interested in investing with you. And, and I thought to myself, well, you're nuts. Absolutely not. You're not going to, no, I don't. Number one, I don't need your money because I have my own. Number two, I've always been told that you do not mix friends and money. And I had never, ever, ever done that because I'd seen relationships, family relationships, other personal relationships outside of family and other people that didn't even know that relationships had been ruined over that. And so I steered away from that, but because it was literally three different friends in three different conversations and actually three different places, I started thinking to myself, I'm like, hmm, like something's going on here because these people are friends of mine and they're seeing something that I'm not necessarily seeing. So I went and started learning more about it. I talked to a, uh, a, a tax professional here in Spain. I talked to a legal professional here in Spain. I then did the same thing back in the United States and trying to figure out, okay, is there really something here? If so, what do I need to do? What exposure do I have? What exposure would my potential investors have and things like that. And it was really going back to that same process that we talked about before, right? There's a, there's a new opportunity. There's a mistake. There's a challenge. How do you overcome that? And it was really going through that exact same process, personally, internally focused, then realizing because I was listening to friends about the opportunity that they recognized, and I did more due diligence to figure out okay, if this does make sense, how does this work? And then eventually went from, once again, the theory of it to actually putting it into practice and then being able to work with other investors. Uh, initially they started out as european investors and then moved into b- back in the states of course because of, they have a network of people and friends and uh, professional colleagues that are that that are there and uh, it's gone to latin america to asia as well so what started out as something here in this exact same room if you're watching this on the video you can see and if not you can imagine i'm sitting here in my living room and mm-hmm. it started here those conversations started here and that's what actually propelled uh the, the the company that's built today but it just started out with a little grain of uh a little a little grain of salt or sand and it just kind of um it's grown since then so built into hopefully that
1: ho- hopefully that makes sense yeah no i mean that's that's it's really interesting because it is it is hard to build a real estate investing company in the united states when you speak the same language much less overseas so how were you able to kind of get over this language barrier to start with? Cause I mean, obviously they speak Spanish in, in Spain, right? And that, yes. that can be a natural impediment to going and finding investors. So how did you come up, overcome that part of it?
0: So I guess it's in that part I have gone through, and I say it the other day, like my, my, I was fortunate enough. My mother was here for a while and I made a comment in the past where I said, I've made millions of mistakes. She's like, don't say that you've made millions of mistakes. I'm like, But mom, I have made millions of mistakes and you probably think, well, what does this have to do with the question I just asked you, Billy? And and the reason is um, over the last number of years, uh, I guess since college, I have been fortunate enough to make literally millions of mistakes. And through that, I have been able to learn and perfect not only the the Spanish language, also the french language italian language and 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 Catalan, which is the language that they speak here in this particular region. most of my friends from the u k still say that my English isn't very good, but I'm going to work on that you know <laughs> more or less so in terms of the the language barrier, Anthony, fortunately, I didn't have that language barrier to go through, but even if you do have the language barrier to go through, I think the the important thing is really to understand. How do you get to understanding the person that's in front of you? Uh, If you don't speak the language, you'll have to find a common way, or maybe you'll have to look for those people that do speak your language, right? Could be, for instance, if I lived in, in Japan right now, I don't speak any Japanese. However, based on the population, I'm going to assume that there is a large enough English speaking population or one of the other languages that I speak where I would look to find that group of people and also those people that are interested in real assets and then from there have those exchanges with the people where I can exchange in language and if I can't I mean that's an example of some of the things what I would do personally Mm -hmm. now having done this over you know a number a number of years up specifically in in sales across many borders over 20 years now and specifically with real estate over the last six years so um I, I don't think we we want to let language be a barrier unless you're living in the middle of a country where there's only three people that live there, which I don't think there are any in the 190 some countries that exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's more about how do you find the people that have a common interest as you do? And then are you actively listening to what problems they have, what solutions they're looking for and what you're offering? It does that, is that a tool that would be able to be useful put to the person in front of you?
1: Okay. Yeah, and that's a that's a good point. I mean, I guess that's, you know, looking at it from that point of view, it's very similar to how you would approach real estate investors or passive investors back in the United States as well, right? You you go to RIA meetups, right? You go to, you know, events where others that are interested in the same topic as you would be, right? So I guess I, I didn't really think of it from from that aspect of it. But mm-hmm. um, so let's say that, you know, someone is in, stationed in Germany, right? And, and they're in the military. And how would how would you tell them to go about finding individuals like that right um, do you find that in these different countries that you obviously invest in all over the world that you know there the use of like meetupcom of Facebook of you know places like bigger pockets where you can look up these meetups may not be as big of a resource to use so um, as you've kind of branched into these different countries what different techniques or I guess you um, Uh, Processes have you used to find and network with investors and individuals who may have the same kind of interest as you?
0: Um, Would you be open to me sharing a ninja trick with you? Sure. (laughs) Um, It's well, it's going to sound ninja, but it's it's really just simple stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess what I found is so if you're in Germany, right? One of the and I'll, I'll share a story, my story one of the things when I moved to France, when I started my one year sabbatical, I went to Paris. And when I went to Paris, I told myself that I I personally wanted to do three things. I wanted to learn the French language and more about the culture. Um, I was fortunate I was accepted at a university called the Sorbonne, or the Sorbonne as they say in France. And so I I, I went to school there. Um, I also said that I wanted to learn how to salsa dance. And I did learn how to salsa dance. I went to a place where I spoke, I didn't speak a word of French when I moved to France in 2001. Um, However, I was interested in learning more about dancing. It was a personal interest Mm -hmm. that I had, so I went there. I didn't speak the language, but I could follow the steps. And eventually, I followed the steps and I started to meet people that had a common interest and that was in salsa dancing Um, along the way. Um, I, and the third thing, sorry, and oh no, I'll come back to the second thing. The third thing was really I wanted to learn more about wine. So I spent a lot of time uh, testing wine in, in some classes and sometimes before salsa dance. And that helped my salsa dancing and, and those kinds of things. But uh, I had three personal objectives. And so because I was focused on those three things, I eventually found people that had a common interest, right? And and I used the salsa dancing. When I was in the salsa dancing class, not only did I meet people that had a common interest in salsa and because we had that common interest in salsa, we spent more time together. And when we spent more time together, started finding out that there were musicians that were in the group. Some people played uh, guitar and other people played, um, uh, what do you call it? The drums. Uh, there were also people that were interested in finance and through that finance. Some people were really heavily into stocks and there were two or three little subgroups within the salsa dancing, but we came back. What bonded us, was the salsa dancing. But because we spent so much time together, we also understood that we had other interests beyond that. So sometimes if you go, and when we go back to your example in Germany, I would think more about what are the things that you want to do, that you want to learn, how you want to grow, knowing that you have a secondary interest, which is in real estate, Mm -hmm. but eventually, when you do things that you want to do anyway, and you're in that place in Germany, let's say you're in Heidelberg, or you're in I don't know, yeah, Heidelberg, and you you're interested in I don't know drawing, you're gonna go and you're gonna draw with other people, and because you all are really good at drawing and you like it and you inspire, you're gonna you're probably gonna go have lunch together, you're probably gonna go have dinner together, and in that conversation, someone's gonna tell you that hey, listen, they purchased four or five properties, and you're gonna go, oh, you also have that interest. Well, you know what? I've been investing back in the United States. And so, and then before you know it, something that you were personally interested in has led you down another path with people that you have a common interest. Mm -hmm. So it just even makes the relationship at the end of the day, that's what this whole thing is about. It makes it more pure. It makes it more uh, genuine, uh, if you will. And then from there, potentially, you will have. You can either learn from one another, there's opportunities for you to potentially partner with one another, or maybe that person has really been looking to get into the U.S. real estate market. And guess what? You all have something in common. You're doing that and you've created a relationship. But it's one of those things that it takes time. It's like any great relationship. Right. Um, I think about my, my wife and I, we didn't just meet one day and got married. Those things can happen. Yes, they can happen. But it's not the normal thing that happens. The, the typical is you meet, you, you like one another and you date and you go through the whole process and eventually you may get married. Um, and it's no different here, or at least in my experience, it's not any different. We want to create genuine
1: quality relationships. That is a, a that is ninja technique. I love that. You know, I and and to kind of sum up what what I, what you're saying is, you basically found your passion, you pursued that, and in finding investors is almost like a secondary kind of thought, right? It it, it was more of like if it happens, it happens, and um, that that's really interesting because I've I've found that you know as I you know as I moved over here, I'll just talk to people about what I'm doing, and you know some people are receptive to that, and some people aren't. And it's, it's interesting, you know, being less pitchy and less sales pitchy and more just talking about your experiences, how well people connect with that, that type of approach where you're acting as a person rather than a salesperson and, and being yourself and being genuine, I think is, is a really a good key. And I like, I like the ninja, the ninja tip there for sure. Yeah, I guess
0: guess it's ninja, but it's just, it's super obvious. You know, I think a lot of times you, you can get focused. On do I go to this real meeting? Do I get on a plane? Do I go to this event? Do I go to that event? Well, yeah, everybody's kind of in the same pond. And we know it's really clear that everybody is interested in some part of the supply chain in real estate, whether it's lending, whether it's um, someone who does uh, cost segregation, whether it's somebody who is, uh, I don't know, a property management company, but it's the whole supply chain that's there. But none of my initial investors, none of them had any interest in real estate. The only reason they had an interest in real estate is because I had something else in common with each one of them. And when you have that, you can build true, genuine relationships Mm -hmm. and you are being a person. You're not looking for the sales thing. Like you you go to these big events and I'm a fan of going to events. I mean, I've paid thousands of of dollars, euros to, to go back to the States and attend those events. And I'm a big fan of them, but I'm not necessarily looking for investors. There are investors at those places. And the investors are around you every single day. You walk, well, when we can get back out on the street, walk around, they're all over the place. They literally are all over the place. And it's just a matter of you being able to listen to them, be able to understand what their problems are, be able to understand what they're looking for in terms of solutions. And can what you are doing in real estate, can that provide a solution for that person? If it can, then there's a potential to develop that part of the relationship. If it cannot, well, then you know what—you still have a really quality relationship. That's just not one of the areas that you're going to develop that relationship in. That happens all the
1: time. Yeah, that's a really good point, and I and I love that how that's how you approach it is is very, um, very, very more key on building a relationship rather than trying to you know bring them over to the dark side, if you will, of real estate investing if that's not something you are interested in. So, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're getting close to the end here. Are You ready to get into the snapshot round?
0: Yeah, you know, you know what? Can, can I just say something just before that? Because you just made me think of one of the things. So sure. it's and it maybe and maybe this because I I tend to talk to a lot of people that are in uh, high tech, that are in pharma, um, and that are in the telco uh, industry. And so it's if you can imagine, like I sell application software, and I've been in sales for over twenty years. And so one of the things that you recognize is really, I love how you just summed that up, Anthony, is mm-hmm. if I have a solution, right? And I have a certain number of solutions in my, in my sales bag, mm-hmm. when I'm speaking to my clients, if they, because it's a genuine relationship, they know that, yes, I potentially have something that I can offer them, but I'm, when you're genuinely listening to what their problem is, mm-hmm. when you're genuinely listening and asking the right questions to, to guide the conversation. If you understand that you cannot solve the problem because in your bag you don't have anything to help them, let them know that, right? Just help them to understand that. Or if you know somebody else that does offer the solution that they're looking for, be fine with connecting them. And if you do have a solution, be open with them as well. Say, hey, listen, I believe I can solve your problem in this particular way. Would you be open to us having that conversation? And if the answer is yes, then you can do that. And if you can't and you can introduce that person to someone else who can help them, then guess what? As a trusted advisor, your stock has just gone up. You haven't made a sale, but it's not about making the sale. It's about building the relationship because that's where uh, the real, where the real platinum is at the end of the rainbow, right? That's, that's what it's all about. So you, you made me think about that. And so I just wanted to maybe give a concrete example of people that I speak to all the time. And making sure that, you know, that the penny drops for, for people not to be too abstract.
1: No,, no that makes sense. And I, and I think that's an often undervalued skill uh, or role as being a connector for different people. And, and realizing that it's it's more than just you and making the sale, right? If you're truly being of service to others, it would it make a difference if they're investing with you or with a friend or whatever else? or I mean as long as their life is getting better, and you yeah. help them get to that point, then by all means, I'm happy to have, you know, at 50,000, you want to invest with us, put into someone else's deal if it means that you're going to make money off of it, right? I'm yeah. not, going to be, not going to be selfish about that, and it tends to come back around, yeah. uh, you know, in the end, so. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. what happens when you move from scarcity to abundance mindset, so uh, it, it, it does come back. It comes back usually tenfold, so, yeah. yeah. That's a really
1: good point. All right, we'll get here into the uh, snapshot round. So uh, first question here, Billy, what is your number one failure?
0: My number one failure in life in general is, I guess, um, wow, sometimes not to move fast enough, um, is is not to move fast enough um, in general. But I guess if you want number one failure in my entire life, uh, wow, that is one let me I'll tell you in real estate was not to do the due diligence that should have been done. Um, I got lazy uh, and that laziness cost me about $22,000. Um, had I done what I was supposed to do it, uh, it wouldn't have hurt so much, but uh, yeah, in terms of failure, real estate, that was the number one. And just in general, sometimes I want to continue to move faster and faster and faster. Cause you start realizing that speed is, is really where it's at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. All right. Our Next question. What is the number one thing that has contributed to your success? Without a doubt, team,
0: team, without a doubt. And that is in my corporate life. That is in my uh, real estate business. It's without a doubt having strong, competent team members and, and that challenge help to move us forward and, and focus on our, on our customers. Yeah. Okay.
1: Excellent. And then uh, what is one nugget of investing knowledge you want to give us?
0: start before you're ready start before you're ready um because if you do things like I did you want to and I'm a recovering perfectionist by the way so I'm speaking from experience being uh, putting it out there I used to all uh, the typical A student that got everything right and rise and rise uh but sometimes it doesn't need to be 100% it just needs to be uh you know good enough to be able to get to the next thing where you figure out it's not perfect how do you fix it how do
1: you adapt it and and, and go from there so Okay. Good point. I love it. And then uh, Billy, what is your dream? The
0: dream that I have every day is now to be able to number one, create, uh, create, I guess, a future for my children that, that I didn't have. Uh, And ultimately right now is to be able to live very freely between Spain and the United States, being able to do that uh, on my own time. Uh, when I'm ready. And that's part of the uh, part of the process that I am in uh, right now.
1: So. Okay, excellent. Excellent. And last question, Billy, if you had yeah. to think, if you had of all the countries you visited to, where would you where would you recommend go travel if you had only one country you could visit?
0: Oh, man, that's so hard because right as soon as you ask that question, and I, I'm, I'm going to answer, but I guess <laughs> the, the reason I say that is because it, there's so many different variables and I get this is something that comes up all the time. Is it someone who's traveling single with kids? Do you want to relax? Do you want to do a lot of things? And because I'm just inquisitive by nature, I want to ask you all those questions because it's really difficult, especially after 86 countries. There's so many things yeah. that I've personally seen and, and love. Uh, but right now I am in Spain. Mm-hmm. however i would say in this partly i guess this is my own influence i really fell in love oh it's tough between the seychelles
1: and french polynesia <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> somewhere somewhere between those two so um seychelles and french polynesia okay good to know yeah, yeah we'll have to we will have to check those out french seashells are by the or sorry the seychelles are by um africa right between india and yes
0: africa? Exactly. Yes. Wonderful. Oh, just so spectacular. So spectacular. Wonderful, wonderful um, place. And I spent there, I spent my honeymoon there. So that's also has a special, um, special place for me in my heart. And um, and believe it or not, French Polynesia was just absolutely amazing. I did a, like a five-star cruise. It was out of this world. And it was the only time I'd ever been sunburned, believe it or not. (laughs) So that was pretty, uh, so that was pretty funny. So, uh, but yeah, so. Those two places. Sorry, I couldn't give you just one. No. And I have so many other questions because there's so many other places to go. But I tend to like the beaches and I like the sun. And maybe that's one of the main reasons I love Barcelona okay. so much.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I definitely have to check out both of those places. I've uh, We've been trying to explore as much as we can around, you know, being here in Japan. So I'm always looking for new places to visit for sure. But
0: Awesome. Awesome.
1: Okay. Well, Billy, I appreciate you, having on, uh, you coming on here today. And, and thank you for all you... Talked about. It's been a very unique um, kind of discussion. It's it's been more outside of real estate um, than um, our a lot of our normal guests, and I think that's you know just a, a take on you as a person and your unique experiences you had, you know, with business and real estate being overseas and and you as a person. So I really appreciate you coming on today.
0: It's and, my pleasure, Anthony.
1: Yeah, and if people want to learn more about you, where can they go? Yeah,
0: um, anybody who wants to learn more about me, I think I. Try to always give it in three different flavors. Uh, if there are people that are real action takers like you and I, and they want to connect on the phone or on a, on a zoom, something like this, mm-hmm. um, they can go to bit B I T L Y forward slash speak with Billy. I'm happy to give you 30 minutes of my time. We can catch up with one another. Um, for those people that are actually interested in taking a, a read through the, the ebook you can go to Amazon and, and purchase it there. And that's always cool. Uh, but because I, I'd like to help, also, with your community, there's a way to, to get that book. They just need to go to growyourmoneythesmartway.com, leave their email and name. Um, that will also connect them with our community. Um, they can get that book absolutely for free there, the ebook. Uh, and then anybody who just wants to take a take a look and things like that, or a little bit more, uh, they need their time. Uh, they can go to Billy Keels, b i l l y,
1: k e e l s dot Okay, and we'll include all that in the show notes as well, so people can check you out. Because I think there's it'll be a lot of follow up questions and, and kind of exploration into your backstory for sure. Okay, um, cool. Happy to help. Happy to help, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Billy, I've definitely appreciate you having on, um, being on here today. Please stay safe and stay healthy. I know that you're on lockdown yes. right now. But hopefully, this doesn't by the time this comes out, everything is is safe and and sound again. But fingers yeah. crossed for that.
0: Yeah, you do the same, Anthony. Thanks so much. Stay safe. Right. Stay well. Thank you. Thank you.
1: One more thing before we go. I want to be real for a second. If you are enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way to promoting the show and continuing to bring you great content from stellar guests. I read every rating and it helps to develop the best practices and give you the best possible version of me and the show. If you have any comments, recommend topics or guests, you can reach out to me at Anthony at PintoCapitalInvestments.com.